1: Thanks for joining us on the Agriculture Technology
0: Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This is episode number 109, and today we are going to be talking about the Grand Farm. Before we dive into the show, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. You can subscribe to the show on the many different podcasting apps that we're streaming this out to, such as Apple's podcast app. We have it on Stitcher, Overcast, SoundCloud, as well as many others. While you're out there, drop us a review. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. Lastly, make sure to follow RDO Equipment Company on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and catch all of our latest videos on YouTube. You can also follow me on Twitter, at RDO Tony K. Now with that, let's get back to the show. I am very excited to welcome Brian Carroll, who is the Director of Operations with Emerging Prairie. Thanks for joining us on the show today, Brian. To get started, I'd really like to hear a little bit more about you and your background and how you got to where you are today.
1: Well, thanks, Anthony. I'm really pleased to be here. So I grew up in Fargo, uh, North Cider, uh, went to... Shanley then went to NDSU and then I had a 22 year career working for a mapping company that started off as Navtech then we moved to Nokia and then here Technologies and what I learned during that period was that there's a lot of disruptions that come with with technology and different change and as we thought about the mapping software of the future we were really getting geared up for the autonomous world and as we thought about that we were looking at the requirements what it meant from a map standpoint and what we need to be to get um, get ready for that and then as As I ended my career with uh, Here Technologies, I jumped into Emerging Prairie, and I was really interested in what the future technology would be around autonomous systems. And the opportunity to come and be part of the Grand Farm Initiative was really appealing for me.
0: That's a really cool story to hear that, I mean, you've been involved in the the technology world, um, going back to to stuff with mapping and whatnot. You've really been involved for a long time. So to get in with the Emerging Prairie Group and then now to be working on this Grand Farm project that we're going to be talking about, this is definitely a perfect fit for you here. Before we dive into the Grand Farm, let's talk just a little bit about Emerging Prairie What is Emerging Prairie, Brian?
1: So Emerging Prairie, our mission is to improve the human condition. And we do that by connecting entrepreneurs. And what we've done over the course of many years is develop many events and programs in order to do that. So every week we do an event called Million Cups uh, that brings an entrepreneur on the stage. And we simply ask the community, what can we do to help this entrepreneur and make them more effective in what they do? Other events that we do are Fargo TEDx. That's our signature event in the summer. We bring 2,000 people to the Civic Center expose our community to a whole bunch of different ideas and thoughts uh, and inspire people to think about things even bigger than themselves. We have events like just last week, we had Cultivate, which we had over 600 people at a ag tech conference. We had 55 speakers, people traveled from all over the region, the nation, and actually from the world to join us for that. And what we really wanted to do is put the farmer in the middle of the equation and surround them with people that can make things happen. So technology, and then also an opportunity to bring people that can be investors, venture capitalists as well.
0: Yeah, I know uh, Emerging Prairie has done a lot of great things over the past number of years. And my first experience with Emerging Prairie was the very first drone focus conference. Uh, It was a very unique, exciting time uh, in the Fargo-Moorhead area, just the amount of technology that's here. And then for emerging prairie to put on that drone focus conference and to see all the people, uh, all over the nation that came in to attend that conference. It was just a really neat site. And then uh, I've also attended the cultivate conference. That's another thing that, uh, when it comes to agriculture and technology, the cultivate conference is doing a lot of great things. And you had mentioned that it, uh, just a number of weeks ago, back in November is, uh, when it was held here. And I look forward to the conference again next year. So. Uh, that's just a little bit about emerging Prairie. Um, what I really want to dive into Brian here is the grand farm. So this is one of your big initiatives moving forward. I know I'm really excited to hear more about it and kind of where it all came from and where it plans to go. So where did this idea come from?
1: So the idea actually originated from one of our events. It was million cups and Barry bachelor, a local entrepreneur who helped started companies like Apario. Phoenix International, and then also uh, moved into John Deere Electric Solutions. Uh, He was at the stage and in front of 330 people, he asked the question, if we as a community were to declare our major to the world, what would that be? And so that was the question. That was the question that kind of circulated. And what we did is we took the challenge, and we brought groups together. And we wanted to start to think about, OK, what would it make sense if we as a community would declare our major? And the answer that came back was really clear after we thought about it. It has to be around egg technology. This is within our DNA. We've grown up in the industry. Uh, and if we were to really make an impact on the world, it has to be something specifically around that. And so what we did is we started to gather people around. Um, uh basically a year and a half ago um, we met uh here in downtown fargo and brought a group of stakeholders together and we asked the question if we were to answer our major as farm technology egg technology what would it take for us to build the farm of the future and so the conversation started and the very next day kevin and stacy bifford responded back with a really affirmative answer and that was we have a farm for you there's 40 acres in South Fargo that we would like to start thinking about what that could look like. And essentially what that did, that started the planning process for us.
0: Yeah, that's really cool to hear. And that's one of the things that I, I think a lot of people don't really understand is the amount of agriculture technology that happens here, not only in the Red River Valley, but Fargo itself. You had mentioned a number of companies that are dealing with or, or they're in that ag technology uh, sector. But for the, the big one that a lot of people might not know is John Deere Electronic Solutions. Yeah. The, the Starfire receivers and some of the, the wedge boxes and flex boxes, they're, they're all manufactured right here in Fargo. So there is a ton of agriculture technology in this area up here in the, the Fargo-Moorhead area, Minnesota, North Dakota, Red River Valley. So it, it makes sense, like you said, when, uh, when this area was looking to declare major, what is it? agriculture technology is just what makes sense and what fits. So along with that idea and how it kind of came about, you got the idea in mind. Now, what's the goal? Where do we want to take Grand Farm?
1: So what was really interesting, once we came up with the idea, then the opportunity presented itself. And so the Small Business Administration, they had an innovation grant that they had out there, and we were encouraged to go ahead and apply for it. And what that did is it became a forcing function, a forcing function for us to think about what the plan needed to be and what we're trying to impact. So the way that we thought about it is let's first design this thing around a common set of challenges that we're really aware of. The first one here in North Dakota in this region is we have a labor shortage. We have a challenge in order to get you know enough work out on the farm in order to get crops off and, and, and to do all those different labor-intensive activities. The second one that we identified is when you think about the skills uh they're going to be needed in the 21st century especially as we think about the digital transformation we're going to be need to be prepared for that and so we're going to have to upscale the workforce the third one that we looked at was the region actually lacks from venture capital. Um, There's so many great startup companies that originate here, but in many cases they have to go and find funding elsewhere, either in California, on the East Coast, or Minneapolis, places like that. So what we wanted to do is devise a plan around those different challenges, and that's where our five pillars came out. The first one is we have to have a world-class ecosystem. We need to have an ecosystem that really generates itself off of the network. And so we wanna bring regional people in, global people in and find ways in which we can collaborate. That's what Emerging Prairie is designed for. This is what we've done. Our events support that. So that was really building on a bright spot. The second pillar that we identified was an innovation platform. We need to find an opportunity for large organizations, small organizations, research organizations, and also startups to be able to work together in an IP IP friendly situation and then bring venture capital right into the middle in order to commercialize those ideas to really Start to address some of the pain points that are needed in order to get to the farm of the future. The third one that we recognize is we have to come up with a place where people can work together. This becomes the makerspace. This is the shed that we're talking about. Our first design element around the makerspace was around the Epcot Center. We thought, wouldn't it be great to have a experimental prototype community of tomorrow, but replace community with farm of tomorrow and have a place where people can come, be inspired. Think about the future and develop things together that put us onto that path. The fourth one that we identified was upscaling the workforce. We have to find ways to bring programs in order for people to get ready for the digital transformation. I didn't mention in my introduction, but when I worked at Here Technologies, we actually closed the facility in 2017. And what happened was we went out to the workforce, and many of our players, our teammates, had to get additional skills in order to re-enter. Those types of disruptions are going to continue to happen. There's more and more disruptions that are out there, and we have to have mechanisms in place for people to get quickly upskilled. And the fifth one is around a policy. We have to find ways in which we can use the grand farm. We can use our opportunity here in North Dakota to think about what policy and regulations will need to be uh, as we move into the timeless world. So that's what we did. We put together these five strategies around that plan, and this is made up of a whole bunch of different goals that we're utilizing in order to move forward.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of idea and a lot of thought that has gone into this. So it, it all starts out with the idea, you come up with these goals and
1: these five pillars that you were talking about moving forward from there what does the timeline look like so I'll take three specifics the first one is the business accelerator so when I talked about the innovation platform what we're trying to do is recruit a business accelerator into our community and that accelerator will bring venture capital into the early stage companies and in order to do that we're building partnerships so uh, one of our first partners was Bremer Bank our second partner was Microsoft we just announced that um, back in in the October timeframe and what we're looking for is where in which we can attract that business accelerator into the region and we hope to have that by the first of the year the second one I talked about the accelerating or upscaling the workforce we're going to create our code Academy it's going to be called prime or is gonna be called Emerging Digital Academy. And we're gonna launch that in April. And this will be an opportunity for people to come in, learn programming in four months and get jobs that will require software programming. And we're really excited about that. We expect to have 20 students after our first year, 50 students and these students will now be able to basically fill the the gaps that we have within the local market to fill these jobs we looked at statistic as we thought about the program there's over a thousand jobs that are out there that require computer programming and if you take the aggregate of all the universities and the systems around our region there's about 200 graduates that are coming out so there's a gap there's a demand that's happening and in order for us to take advantage of this we need to be able to we need to be able to provide those uh, those inputs into the process. The third one that we're really focused on is the Grand Farm test site itself. So we actually have a trailer out there right now in a porta potty, we've done a whole bunch of different events, uh, and what we want to do is we want to replace those temporary structures and build the first makerspace, and we want to do that in the April timeframe. And so what we're doing right now is building partnerships around that. Um, we have great partners, Microsoft being one of our co-partners uh, with their with their investment, is now giving us an opportunity to go out and to try to find additional partners, but also to multiply that investment that they made.
0: With all those pieces of the puzzle that are coming together slowly, and and you said that uh, you're hoping here this spring, April timeframe was a couple completion dates or, or hopeful dates. What does completion
1: look like in your mind? When is the grand farm up and running? So it's never going to be complete. It's going to come in phases. So how we thought about this now remember back to the Epcot center. The first phase is going to be the farms in North America. We want to have a maker space. That's designed for us to test and prototype around that. The second phase is going to be around farms of Africa and India, places that are a little bit more remote things that can be sustainable. And the third phase is going to be farms of the future on Mars and beyond. And so we really want to make this much larger. And when we think about it, we're just going to build it into a bunch of different Lego box blocks. So the first one is going to be the farms in North America. We want to have that maker space, but we want to think big. And when we think big like that, we're looking for attraction of some really, really important companies and organizations that we want to be a part of that. And my dream is to have that being done here in this region and being kind of like that magnet, that epicenter of all that different activity as it applies from a farming standpoint. That, that is
0: really cool to hear that y- the comment you make about the Grand Farm, never really being done. You just, there's always more to add and you keep going back to the idea of the, uh, the Epcot center. I, back when I was in uh, sixth grade, I believe in, in school, uh, got to go to Disney world with my family and experience Epcot. That is a truly a very cool place. And for the grand farm to kind of be modeled after that, it's a really neat idea. So let's take it right now, 2020. Let's move out five years. 2025 where are we at in the Grand Farm and what what's to look
1: forward five years from now so what what I want to see at the Grand Farm in three years I want to see the impacts of all the different activities that we have and so to me success is going to be gauged on how many companies we've created how many startup activities if we have the business accelerator that comes in and we have all this different engagement will we have 30 new companies created 40 new companies 50 new companies how many people have been educated you know by the time we get five 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 years out, we could have about 200 people that could be in a dramatically different position in terms of their skills and doing different jobs as well. And then the other piece is how many collaborations are being set up. And so if you think about technology and you think about how we're moving forward, it's all about how you move into this more agile process, right? And what I see the great advantage of the grand farm is you bring organizations together and then you bring the grower and put the grower right into the middle. And what you can do is you can start to move away from those old waterfall type of techniques where there's a lot of product development, where you can get into a more agile, quick iterations and you use the feedback from the grower to help inform the the technology and the startups in order to do that. The other great advantage that we see is being in this region, we're not gonna develop technology and then look for the problem. We're gonna find the problem first, we're gonna be really aware of that, and then we'll develop technology in order to solve that problem. And I think that's where our greatest advantage is. So when I look at in five years from now, I'm gonna look at the byproducts, how many companies that we created, how many people that we've educated, and how many problems have we solved.
0: Yeah, it's a great way to look at it, and you've got some measurables there, the the education behind it and the startup companies, everything like that. So it's really great to hear that. I mean, you guys have thought out long-term. You do have a, a full structured plan to go along with the Grand Farm. Now, I know working with the Grand Farm, Emerging Prairie, And you've even named a number of other businesses and and players that are involved. But who who are these key players? Who is really involved with what's going on with the Grand Farm and really being a part of that initiative to move it forward?
1: Yeah, so we're calling it our barn raising partners. And so just uh, in October, we announced that um, Microsoft has made... The grand farm one of its signature projects and so they've made a commitment of 1.5 million dollars over three years and really what they're looking for is to use that investment and see how we can make that into more and more partnerships so that's the key first one also when we talk about the business accelerator we've partnered with again remember Bank but also the Bank of North Dakota commerce from North Dakota as well the USDA groups like that that want to be involved with it and what we're doing is we're actively recruiting them into the region so those will be the partnerships as well and then we have a whole host of people that are really just interested in what this project is how they can be a part of it and what their future will look like and that's what we want we want this to be an open platform we want as many people involved in different ways and, and and try to keep this as engaged as possible and one of the strong points that we have is our steering committee. So we've been able to get to a point where our steering committee is led by really some of the strongest minds in the industry. So our leader is Loris Moberg from, from, uh, from Kilborn. He's been helping us with that. And so we're getting just amazing amount of guidance from the steering committee, which is helping us think, but also helping us to identify what those opportunities are. That's great to hear that you have all of these companies and individuals in place
0: to help steer the direction of it and really be a part of the initiative to push the Grand Farm forward. You had mentioned back a little a little earlier about a trailer and a porta potty yeah. out there on the site. There's got to be with that being out there, there's got to be some sort of a success story that you can share that kind of the the infancy stages of Grand Farm. Is there something that that you can talk about about the grand farm that just really puts a smile on your face for as early as we are in this.
1: Yeah. So what what I love is we started doing events, right? So our first event was in May or actually in April, in which we had Secretary of Agriculture, Sonny Perdue, come out and tour the Grand Farm, and that was kind of our initiation. And then what we've done is we built a roadmap of different engagements in order to create awareness. And my favorite one to date was we actually had a um, school from Cheney Middle School in uh, uh, West Fargo come out, And there was about 30 some students that were out there and I had my uh, presentation already. I was all prepared. I got into one sentence and then every hand was raised and they just started peppering me with questions. And they were thinking, how would we farm on Mars? How would we farm on an asteroid? How would we do these things? And it just occurred to me that the thesis that we had around the Epcot Center, a place where people can think about the future, really is confirmed with that by bringing young people there and thinking about what that future would look like. Another really cool event that we had was FCC Chairman Ajit Pai was out. And what he did is he talked about the importance of communication and telecommunication. And as he left, he said, okay, I love this concept. Is there anything that I can do to help you guys? And we're like, okay, could you get a meeting with Elon Musk? And he's like, well, maybe. We'll see what I can do about it. And so it's really a community effort. And as people come onto the farm, they really understand kind of what the opportunity is, what the vision, but also they can all be a part of it as well. And that's what I love about it.
0: That is really cool to hear. I just learning so much about the grand farm and your ideas and visions and really what it's going to become. I've enjoyed this conversation, learning more about it. I really look forward to watching it grow and really come to life uh, in in South Fargo. So I just want to thank you, Brian, for taking the time to do this. If somebody wants to learn more about Grand Farm or maybe Emerging Prairie, who can they go, uh, who can they talk to or where can they go?
1: Yeah, please directly come to me, uh, Brian Carroll. My email address is... Brian C at emergingprairie.com we have a website grandfarm.com so there's a way to connect with us or just come down to the prairie den uh, our co-working space downtown fargo love to be able to talk to you and have a coffee
0: yeah this is a very neat place here in we are in the prairie den recording this episode so it's a very neat place to be here and see so Thanks again, Brian, for doing this. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to uh, tell us a little bit more about the Grand Farm and share with our listeners on what we have to look forward to here in the uh, Fargo-Moorhead community. Thanks, Anthony. Visit rdoequipment.com podcast to listen to new episodes and catch up on any that you have missed. You can also listen and subscribe to our podcast on any device or streaming service.